0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Over there is John. Hi, John. Hey, Tyler. This week, we're going to talk about a mental approach to how you solve problems within your business, how you strategize things, and how getting this wrong can absolutely send you running the wrong direction for a very, very, very long time. Before we get into that, make sure you join the Facebook group, uh, the Gym Owners Revolution on Facebook. The link is in our description. Uh, We don't, what's the word here? We're not, we're not jamming you up trying to busy up your world in there, but we do want to make sure that you have a resource of people that kind of understand the concepts that we're talking about here. We have coaches and gym owners in there that are applying some of these concepts out in the real world. And it is a great resource for gym owners, especially whether you're just starting or whether you've been around for a while and trying to rethink the way you do things, uh, get in there, pay attention. Um, be a lot of good stuff coming there soon. I am going to drive myself crazy with this collar that's torn. Whatever. Not a lot of you are watching. Hopefully, more of you are listening. <laughs> so let's get right to it, guys. So there is a concept that's been kind of like, I don't know, fleshed out in the real world in a lot of business stuff and I think mindset coaching and all this stuff is the concept of abundance versus scarcity. And there's a lot of smart people out there that have um, gone deeper into that than I intend on going today. But when it comes to your business, the way I want to expand upon that subject, abundance versus scarcity is what you give attention to, what you truly give your energy to, whether it's time, money, thought, whatever, whatever that is, is probably going to continue to exist. And it's it's unfortunate. but We've talked about this many times when it comes to trying to change a larger system or a complex system that if you intervene at the wrong point in the system, you end up almost making the exact problem you're trying to fix worse. You know, this is the the example I always give is if if you go go around and you accuse your girlfriend of cheating on you every day, all the time, and it's all you can think about, even though she's not, but if it goes on longer further and further and you just don't let it go if that thing will end up probably happening you'll run her off and eventually she'll run into something else that is a reality right so but when it comes to your business what can happen very often is people can just start looking at the limitations that they have with their current situation and that's the biggest piece I want you guys to um of work on is like we can look at like shit money's tight, or we can look at like god i'm not getting new people coming in or you know we we see it a lot because we're in the problem solving business for gym owners so all these problems we hear very often and they're real problems right but we cannot sit back and just simply identify an issue and then just like not like that situation and leave it there because to go back to frame this in a real world application If you have a bunch of credit card debt, and this is the thing, you know, I've been through this, right? Have a bunch of debt before John, I think you probably have at some point, everybody went to college and got the college (laughs) credit cards, you know, Yep. but you get to a point where you're like, shit, I can't, you know, like we can't spend money. We can't go out to eat. We can't do all these things. And it's like, why? Well, because you're spending a thousand dollars a month, spinning your wheels, just paying interest essentially on your credit card to not make any progress on the the actual uh, principle of the thing. Well, that's the wrong mindset altogether, by the way, because yes, you should not go overspending and you certainly shouldn't be adding to this credit card debt, right? But the issue is at that rate you're going to continue to pay, you're going to continue to pay for all eternity and you're never going to make any progress on that principle. So why do you want to be even more miserable by not? Do you want to take away the one or two times a month that you go out? You're going to subtract that from your life so that you can like... Well, I made up an extra $150 on the fucking credit card debt this month. Like that doesn't help you. Your, your problem is an earnings problem. That's what, and that's what most gym owners have. They have an earning problem. You don't have a G whiz. I just money's tight stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. There's no say you're not going to save your way out of this. You're not going to unspend your way out of this either. The best people that make the most progress are the, that we've seen are people that choose to spend, choose to invest in their business, and produce. Okay, we'll produce. we want more production. Okay, we can't retract things back, and we see it very often, John, when a coach or a gym owner will get stuck like, "Shit, a coach quit," They're like "fuck," and they got to get pulled back into on the coaching floor. Right? Well, that's terrible. But if money's tight, what if you're, you know, if money's real tight, you want to get rid of a coach and go back to coaching. Well, that's a huge step backwards just to free up a few hundred bucks a month or a couple thousand bucks a month. You know, that is a, that is a step in reverse and you cannot start thinking that way. So when you start looking at these problems, yes, they're real and yes, they must be solved, but you can't live in the limitations of this. You need to actually be willing to change the entire environment around that situation, which is like all right, we're paying too much for this. We don't have enough of this. We don't have this. All right, well, let's you need to change the whole situation as opposed to just dwelling into like fuck, how am I gonna save money this month? Because saving money is not pinching pennies will get you fucking nowhere. It really Pinch. will get you nowhere.
1: Pinching pennies is the it is an employee mindset. Yes. And the fact is is that if you've you've made the leap to be a business owner, so don't be a coward, be a goddamn business owner. Because in our yeah. experience, every gym owner that we have worked with that has fully embraced this concept where they are the business owner, they have the ability, the best folks that we have worked with, their attitude has been, I want to be able to do this thing, so I need to be able to go make an extra $1,000 this week. Yep. And yep. just that's now what they're, that is what they're fixated on, not, oh man, I wonder what I can cut back. Yeah, I wonder if we can just not eat out this weekend or maybe we'll turn up the air. or Maybe we'll just shut off the heat this month and we'll be able to make that money back. And yeah. that's never the attitude that they have.
0: Yeah, that's- it's exactly. That's a really good point. I think... That, that is an approach too that we do when we talk about developing a business too, where it's like there's a lot of things that you need to do next that costs money, whether it's transitioning to a big CRM system or account management stuff or whether you want to start spending money on ads and all those things. You cannot look at, fuck, I got to spend, you know, these gyms that we've had, that, we've had gyms that we spend five, six, dollars $6, 7000 a month on gym or on, on on running ads, right? A lot, some of them. Sure. And in order to do that, you cannot look at what your current situation is and say, all right, how do I fucking extract five G's a month? You cannot do that. So with the first thing that we have our people do, and how this is a much larger scale stuff, let's go scale it back to what a new guy had. He needed some website work and some a end management system. It was going to cost him like four or 500 bucks a month, right? Well, that's a fairly decent expense for a business to just decide you need to take on forever, right? That's a, it's a decision to be made, but it's, it's a requirement. So what we said right away is like, listen, don't think about how much this costs in the context of your current situation. What you have to do right now is go out and sell an extra $500 a month worth of recurring business. It's
1: a hundred a week, man.
0: It's a hundred bucks a week, man. So get out there. And what this guy do went out immediately and closed actually probably like three or $4,000 over the course of two or three weeks in new sales. It's
1: exactly, it's exactly what he did.
0: And then, so what we said right away is like, perfect. Don't make any plans for that money. And this is the thing that gym owners do a lot of really stupid shit. You get an extra couple grand in your pocket and you go buy a fucking reverse hyper or buy new equipment and stuff. And you got, you got to make this stuff work for you. Again, we want to create a feedback loop of success, meaning some of the new money that you have, some of your new scratch needs to go towards keeping the gravy train moving forward here. It can't just go towards like fucking slapping some shit on the wall and like, all right, cool. Now, now what? Right. We want to continue to develop. But once you had this, like, don't make any plans for this money. Now you've bought this system for the entire year and you're good. It's compl- like, just go buy, go all in on the year. And now, now that is no longer a new expense and you can continue to reap the benefits of this new system in the meantime, without any financial pressure. So I encourage you, if you're looking at whether it's investing in business coaching or whether whatever it is out there, any, any new system, any new strategy you want to do that costs money, man, shit that works costs money. <laughs> right? And so if you're going to do that, just, you need to think of how can I earn this money? How can I get to the point where like, I have the money to do this. And that's just as simple as get out there and fucking sell, get out there and sell. Just let's shake through, shake some leads out, put some extra effort in, put in a little extra effort. And now you've got a new permanent system that now operates for your business. And that, but that mindset, we, you know, we have a great guy in the East coast we work with quite a bit. And that was the thing right away, man, some big expenses, you know, 10, 15 grand, 20 grand up front for some big projects that we were moving forward on. And what did he do? He's like, all right, let's, let's go. He's, he was like, give me a couple of weeks. Right. And he'd go out and he would just scratch and claw and make the news, and he would just cover it. He would just hustle. And now it's covered. It's, it's not a thought. He doesn't worry then about, oh, I got to get this. How, how is this going to work? I, if I kept this money, things we'd have a good, it's like, no, 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 no. no. He scratched, he clawed, he had that chunk, he put it in and now his business moves at a very hyper speed. And that's the game you got to start playing is like, you got to start dealing in the world of opportunities and not living in the world of limitations. And that's the that's the biggest takeaway from all of this stuff is like, solving a problem is an opportunity, but your mindset needs to, at some point, stop identifying problems constantly. And that's the thing that I do very often. You bring in, you bring in me, the first thing I'm gonna do is like, poke holes and all the stuff I don't like about your business and how it's going and what we need to do. And I, I will identify the problems, but every problem that I see immediately, we, we go from problem identification to identifying the immediate opportunities to solve that and build far beyond it. And that's the game you guys got to start playing. Opportunities, not problems.
1: Well, and it's the problems that need to be solved that allow you to do, which is why we're here which is why this whole thing is exists is because we want to be able to let gym owners be able to make more money and be able to kind of live the life that they want to live and no longer be strapped for cash or no longer feel like they're poor now that they're a gym owner. And that's where like the best coaching that we, that we've ever invested in for the business, for our own business, it cost me a thousand bucks a month and I did not have a thousand dollars a month. No. And I remember I sat with, the coach, and she's like, well, this is what it is, right? It's 12 grand up or 10 grand up front or a thousand bucks a month for the year. And you gotta be in for the year. I was like, okay, I don't have a thousand dollars a month for the next year to give you. I said, but everything at this point, if I had do- if I did what you told me to do, I made money because of it. I was successful because I, for you and I, Tyler, we're, are hyper doers it's if you give us a strategy we're just going to go do it and we're going to grind it out we're not going to ask questions just fucking get it done and i'm like well i can we can keep that same attitude so i'm like well we got a month of funds that we could afford to do this and i'm like all right we'll do it so i do it and the very first month we made four thousand dollars and then the next month, it was another couple thousand dollars. And the next thing I knew, I had the whole year covered in just the first couple of months. And there was because it was like the back was against the wall. Yeah. I knew it, we had to be able to act.
0: And it's also that benefit of that, you know, being able to get out of it has less to do, it, don't get me wrong, it has a lot to do with the, the product and the coaching giving you the ability to produce. But of the money that you got to cover that didn't necessarily come from that service and that coaching either. What it was, was you're like, no, 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 no. I am seeking to cover this. Meaning I'm going to use whatever it is. I'm going to use the things I learned from this first month. I'm going to hustle with some opportunities that I have right now. But once you take, you got to take your eye off of your fucking suffering, right? You Mm -hmm. got, you got to get out of that fucking uh, Mr. Crab swirl vortex of like, Everything sucks. What's going on? The wheels are falling off, and you just have to look around. And be like, All right, what do I have to do? Listen, if you're drowning, you could look around for something to grab onto. Don't bother looking at the fucking water and complaining about how much it sucks. Okay, at some point, what are you going to hang on to? What are you going to pull yourself up with? And then what? And that's the game. And I see it in business a lot. You see it. I see it. As a matter of fact, I see it even worse with people in in just in fitness. It's the thing you guys can always relate to is gym owners. You guys, I'm guessing a lot of you have been coaching and you're talking to new clients and new people as they come in and you see this stuff all the time. People will come in like before they're even ready to start like this thing. Like I want to lose weight. I'm having a conversation with somebody. There's a lot of people with some sad sack, poor me attitudes out there that are coming in expecting this thing to fail because of all their other limitations Oh, I have this thing, and I have this, and you know, genetically, my my this person, all my family's always been heavy, so it's just our genetics and our metabolisms. It's like, no, I mean, you're all your family's fat because your parents taught you how to eat and cook, man. These are habits that you've had for a lifetime, and it's whatever. But like, trust me, that's not your genetics exclusively. It sucks, but you hear, and I I've, I hear people walk into some sales meetings for new fitness, for coaching, nutrition, coaching, whatever that is keyed up to fail immediately. And I tell them immediately, like all they give you is excuses and it's not as in a tone of hope or opportunity. And all I tell them is like, well, are you just looking for a reason to fail? Because I'm not interested in being the guy that you tried so that you could say that it didn't work and go back to doing, because apparently you want this. Apparently you want to continue this path. So but you should be able to identify that habit when it comes to coaching clients. i, as a as a coach, I pay extra attention. There's a lot of detail that I spend in making sure my clients are doing things that are, you know pain free, safe. We're limiting risk, and we're maximizing the return on exercise selection and all this shit, right? I spend a lot of time learning that stuff. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the more effort, the more energy I spend like explaining to them like, Hey, is that if if I give them too many opportunities to be like, is that hers? I feel all right. How's the shoulders feels good. A lot of, if I kind of allow that stuff to be too much of the conversation, every time somebody finishes an exercise, they want to give me fucking feedback and none of it's relevant. Yeah, it was good. It felt a little bit better, but when I, yeah. And it's like, oh no, I don't want that. I want, don't want this to make this about your excuses. I just want to work around them and off we go. And so there is some of that in, in, in finding balance in coaching, which is like, yeah, I don't want you to hurt your shit and I want good feedback. But there is a lot of, especially when people are new, there's a lot of, don't be a fucking pussy, dude. Come the fuck on here. Like, no, you're tired. Let's go. Come on. I don't care. And you need more of that. <laughs> you need more of that in your life and you need a little more of that in your business, very likely. Because again, you coach and you're like, oh, how'd that feel? Was it good? You get Somebody gets done squatting. Your back didn't hurt, did it? Back. To, well, you know what's going to happen? The one time they get a little bit of thing and a little bit of a pump or a little bit of discomfort, which, let's be honest, you're going to train long enough, some shit's going to fucking ache, man. Yeah. And I don't want to be the person that motherfuckers are complaining about all the time, too. I'll, I'll deal with some real requests and some real stuff, but I am really not interested in somebody's petty bullshit because toughen the fuck up here. We're here to make change. We're here to do the thing. And I am the same way with your business. Really am. I'll hear it all. I'll hear it all. But now let's go. We've talked about this before with, you know, consulting clients and things like that. I've said this to our coaching group many times in the Gear Academy. It was like, good, we got a problem. You've identified the problem. Here are your five paths forward. You can choose one, two, whatever you want to do. Here's how we get this one behind us. And you can tell there's some of that attitude where it's like when your wife comes home and complains and just wants to be heard and wants your feelings to be felt. It's like, I'm not your fucking husband. So, get the fucking work because I don't want to hear this and for me at home frankly and in in coaching business clients is that like I'm not really interested in hearing about this problem more than once that's it so if you're talking about the same fucking problem 10 times in a row and you haven't taken a step fuck off you know so like that's that's where I go with this and so it's really important in your business, it, when there is a problem, we take the next most viable solution and we get it done. And by the way, that solution may not work, and then you go on to the next one. But standing there, staring into your vortex of sadness, is going to get you fucking nowhere.
1: It's the only way you can be wrong.
0: It's the only <laughs> way you can be wrong. It's yeah, allow it to just allow well. it to continue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and that's where we—you've touched on it before. Words. If you have a client that you're coaching as like a personal training client. That is just awful to deal with. Fucking fire him. Yeah. The reason why you want to fire him is because you you talked about a particular client you had for a while that just was not following rule number one, which is don't be a pussy.
0: Yeah, I'm like, just come here, do and the it, thing.
1: Yeah. And it just was it just posting it up every opportunity he had with you to the point where you're like, you know what? It just I don't. He could give me all the money in the world. It doesn't fucking matter.
0: Yeah. yeah. By the way, guys, I'm when it comes to personal training systems, I'm very much like if someone gets to the end of the deal, let's make sure they got every renewal opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And we harvest like that for a system that works. That's what I want to do. There are some personal training clients that when I get to the end of the prepaid agreement, they don't get asked anything. That relationship ends right there. And that's okay. People are not for everybody. Listen, I don't got the time to be coaching people all day, every day about this stuff. So Um, when it comes to personal training, my time is valuable. I don't want to spend time with somebody who doesn't frankly want to be there or, or whatever the situation is. So I think it's really important for you guys to start to, again, identify opportunities, quit worrying so much about the limitations of your business. You better have a list of opportunities that are much longer than your list of limitations. So your homework for this week, let's be real. Make a list, a brief list of these things that are currently limiting your business. This is a thing that I have people do all the time in fitness and everything. Identify what are the five things, whether it's your skill set, whether it's your business's skill set, performance, whatever, right? What what things do you need to improve in your business? It may be retention. It may be lead generation. It may be just operating efficiently. It may be getting your time freed up. Maybe you're too busy. There's a laundry list of things that a gym owner can run into, but you need to identify five of those things, five problems in your business that need to be solved, right? And now once you've written those down, move the fuck on. And then we go to problem solving mode. Let's identify opportunities. What opportunities do you have right now at your disposal and how do they relate to the other? They may not be, you don't have to always identify an opportunity that is a direct solution to one of those problems, but you may find That just some relationships you have, networking connections you have, a a conversation to be had about somebody who in your community that has, you know, the ability to get you many referrals or more business or present another opportunity or group fitness or corporate fitness or whatever that is, right? Maybe it's simply a marketing opportunity. Like you maybe you have an idea of a low cost marketing strategy. Maybe it's simply it's time to do let's, you know, but we could do an open gym and it costs us almost no money. Maybe we want to get some flyers printed up. Maybe I just need to go around and talk to people more. Maybe I need to be more in the community. What? But what? But get done with your limitations list. And I need a list that is three times as long. So you got five there, and then I want fifteen opportunities that you have. That's it. What opportunities do you have to improve? Whether it's in getting leads, maybe it's maybe a simple opportunity is you suck at whatever. Maybe you're not good at making social media content. Good. Right. We talked to a coach the other day who's like just struggling getting their social media stuff going. They just haven't had a lot of time, a lot of reps. It's like perfect. Well, you have that is an opportunity. It's not a limitation. That is an opportunity for you to go from the 10% skill level you're at right now. You can get to 80% very quickly. Getting beyond that, that, that next getting close to like excellent at it, that will take a lifetime, but you can get from shit to passable and have shit look pretty good using apps like Canva and a lot of great templates, please make them your own, guys. But like, you know, use your own color themes. But like getting familiar with an app like Canva can make you great enough, right? From an outside perspective at making good, reasonable social, and that may not be all your social media content, but it'll help some of them. That may help you make flyers. You may get other ideas out of, but that is a skill set that you can improve that you'll now have forever. And in the execution of that, you'll actually be, hopefully converting more leads, right? You'll at the very least be getting some more social media content put out there that has a purpose. And so that's a big deal. I want, make your limitations list and then move on. I want 15, five limitations and 15 opportunities. And if your business doesn't have 15 opportunities, that may just be following up with all of your former members with a simple email. Fuck it. That's an opportunity. Money tight. Email everybody who's quit your gym, all of them. And say, hey, it's been a while. You know, hope maybe you found some. We've talked about the strategy. Hope maybe you found some. But if you haven't, shoot us a message. We, we do some things a little bit differently. We got some new services. Like, we'd love to chat. No cost. No cost, no nothing. You got to say some words and send it. Type some words and send it. As you develop, as you start to work on those opportunities, you're also going to realize, like, oh, maybe I kind of suck it right copy. Perfect. What's another opportunity there? Spend a fucking hour researching copywriting. Then when you're doing all these other things and you're baking posts on social media and you do this shit at the end of each week, go back and review because now you have a little bit of context for your copywriting so that then each week your copywriting will improve. Okay. So and these are, coming, there's, there's a million different. So
1: quickly, right. And they're coming so quickly. Cause this is what we do.
0: Yes. Right? We've yeah. worked
1: with enough personal trainers, enough gyms, enough coaches. We've worked with enough people to know that this is everything that's going to be on your list. We've seen and we've tackled before. Yeah. So this is why it comes so fluid. And this is the number one mistake is that perfection piece. So once you get your list it, now the next thing for you to do is you need to make sure that you get, you want to get 80, you know, you want to get, Oh, what's the phrase? You want to get, you want to complete everything. You want to get a hundred percent of the things done, get them to 80%. Yep. Cause Yep. the reality is if all you ever do is wait to get everything to a hundred percent before you move on. You'll never actually get anything done. Yeah. So just get 80% of the way there and then check the motherfucker off and then keep moving. It's a little, yeah. you talk about all the time because it comes from Jocko, which is cover and move. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, everybody, you immediately run into an issue. You just fucking stand in the open and get through a barrage of sadness bullets, and they just take you out.
0: So one of the things to talk about, too, with this is um, a good example in context of, um, I think she's probably down here listening, but lovely wife, Megan, has now transitioned from, started personal training uh, 11 months, 11 and a half months ago. No, 10, basically 10 months ago, right at the middle, middle November, right? So we'll call it 11 months, right? with just one client, and then two, and then three. All this while having a full-time job, right? Got to this summer, scale back to full-time job to just part-time, working you know, 10, 15 hours a week. That was all, and then coaching. So, But we got to this point where we always, we always talk about this, the jumping off point, moving full, to full-time or opening the business or making taking that big step. That transition never quite meets up financially because at some point, even the little bit of money that you're making from the other thing you don't want to sacrifice, even when you raise your income on the other thing, you're not willing to like, well, I could sure use <laughs> that I have, extra little bit. No, I have now I either. have more. Right. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we got, we started looking, it's like, but she was too busy. It was too busy with the, the, the daytime job, even part-time. It was too much doing part-time work. It also jammed up all of the morning time, which is where like a large percentage of her clients, you don't know, have her clients train in the morning. So now, but at that time, I was like, we were like, you're missing out on this opportunity. How do we do it? what do we do? You know, What do we do? Do we just quit the day job and just have to cover that big gap in income for a while and not know when we could sell or how we can sell? What's the solution? What would, you, what would you guys do? Just be too busy? Could we just, She could have just been too busy for too long and burned out, but that's not a very good plan forward either. We don't have like a shitload of money where we can just not ha- have it lose a ton of income either. So what's the solution? Well, we haven't asked, <laughs> right? Because because at that moment, she was too busy. So we weren't really actively posting about coaching availability. We just weren't because there was no time on the schedule. But we realized like, oh, focusing on the problem and instead of letting an opportunity bridge that gap is what was fucking us up. So we just posted consistently for like, it was like three posts in eight days, eight, 10 days. That was it. Just testimonials. Like, Hey, we got some coaching stuff and sure as shit. Next thing you know, it's like leads come in like almost immediately. And every time we would say, let's make a new post today. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And if you got procrastinated upon, as soon as we would make that post the next day, there would be fucking leads that follow up, right? Just somebody would message. Somebody comes out of the woodwork. It's not always directly and directly because of the post but somebody saw it and it stirred them up enough and rattled them loose and they reached out so that is a, a but it is a prime example of like all right we can't I don't I don't I'm not available in the morning what am I going to do well let's just sell enough so that you can quit the day job and let's figure out if we can sell that now and sure as shit, sold that that way right away freed up now the schedule is completely free now she works mornings and evenings we've got half the day off in between and it's it's now there's room to grow, there's breathing room, and that is how you need to be solving these problems. So solve problems with opportunities and quit bashing your head into it.
1: But Tyler, I have posted before and I didn't get any leads. In fact I posted multiple times and got zero leads. What do you say to the gym owner that says that?
0: It's a consistency game. You guys know this, right? So it's no different by the way and if if you've you've had clients that come in and go, guys I come in and say, I think your program sucks. What do you mean? It's like, well, I mean, I, I benched 300 pounds last week. And I, I my goal is a 400-pound bench press. And I, I, I worked out last week, I did your program, and now I don't have a 400-pound bench press. Why is that? And social media works very similar. You need reps. You need exposure. People need to see it very often. It is takes time. So we can't just start doing something and expect it to convert. Your first post won't convert. Your second post won't convert. Your 50th might not convert, but as long as you're not but if you're not playing that game, 100% of your posts won't convert. If you play the game long enough, people will identify you as the person who does this thing. If you post and continue to tell people, I am this person, I do this thing, I sell this, here's how you can get a hold of me. You do that often enough, For a long enough amount of time, people are going to identify you as the person that coaches, the person that people go to for fitness. If you're not making that ask often, how the fuck are they going to know that even that's even what you do? Or when they do get to the point where they're about to consider doing it, they're about to consider hiring a trainer, not even you, just a trainer. How do we know that they choose you if you haven't been in front of their mind at all? It's tough, right? It's a tough game. John, I want you to tell, tell the story about your uh, door-to-door salesman.
1: Oh, yeah. So for, I'm talking over a year, we have had mice in our house. Right, I got two cats. They kill the mice. But you still see mouse shit every time you open a goddamn drawer. So it's been definitely over a year. We even had time to renovate a goddamn kitchen. And our one friend was like, you know, I found that the mouse problem got, you know, it was less of a problem after we got the kitchen redone because now all the kitchen shit got fixed. So we moved out the kitchen. Mouse problem wasn't a problem anymore. I'm like, well, good. I won't have to call anybody. Like, we're just going to redo the kitchen and then I won't have a mouse Mm -hmm. problem anymore. Come to find out if you still have a garage that is not built out and still has exposed ceilings. You're still going to have a mouse problem, even if you redo your kitchen. So sure enough, I still have a fucking mouse problem until one day a kid rings our doorbell in the middle of the goddamn day. I come out and he sells pest control. He doesn't know it, but I'm ready to just give him money now because I now I don't have to call anybody and he's right there. Tyler, he to say he was bad. I had to have been his first or second house. That he, like, it was, he might as well, he would have done better if he had the sheet in front of him and was just reading the script off the sheet. He was terrible. But I was buying, no matter what.
0: You had the need. And by the way, you had the need for so long and you hadn't taken action on this, right? It's the truth. You've been too busy It's behind. It's not completely in front of your face all the time. This is not unlike how a lot of new people find their way to hiring a personal trainer coach or joining a gym. They know it's been hanging over them for a long fucking time. They blah, 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 blah. They just kind of need to be reminded. And then it's like, oh yeah, you know what? I am pretty close to making this fucking taking this action. A lot of people are close to taking that action and they're not going to take it with you. If you never knock on that fucking door. And that kid got the easiest sale ever. Even you made him fumble through it a little bit, but like, but why did he get, why did he get that sale? Not because he was good. You don't even know if they're good at pest control. You have no idea. No. If, if they're as good no. at pest control as they are at delivering a sales pitch, they suck at pest control, but you know what? They made it really easy for you to make that decision. Like, fuck it. He's here. He's the guy. They said they're the guy They got the. It looks like it's on the up and up. You don't want to go look anywhere else. It's right there. Boom. And I really think that guys, gym owners, coaches, personal trainers, you need to take that mindset. We're like, I need to be the one. I just, I need to be the one when people think that they want to make this change. I want them to think about me. Well, how the fuck are they going to do it? How how are you gonna make them think about you? You don't have to make these long, engaging, you don't gotta become an influencer. You know we fuck I fucking hate that shit. Okay, you don't gotta be a guru. Nobody gives a shit. Because they're not that far along, right? <clears throat> so all you need to do is when they think fitness and they think they want, when they think they're about to, they know this has been in their mind. When they say, when I'm gonna make this step, I'm gonna reach out to this guy because he's the one who I see posting about it all the time. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Make it easy for them to know that you do this, and there's, that's the thing we see a lot, guys. If you, as a business owner, have not posted many times recently asking, telling people like what you do. Hey, here's what I do. We'd love to have your business. What the fuck? <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't understand that part at all. Like, but there is a lot, because There's a ton of gym owners out there in our coaching network. There's some, not, a, not, a, none of our paid guys, but like in our you know, circle of coaches that we've worked with over the course of the last five, six years, right, John? There's a lot of coaches and personal trainers who I follow and friends with on social media who don't, who if you look, you don't know what they do. I wouldn't know that they're really about it. And I'm telling you, the ones who are about it every day, I am this, I'm in the gym, here's my clients. I love this, I love doing this. Those people who you have to be about it and you have to constantly be about it and you need to publicly be about it. I promise it works. I really do.
1: And this is just one strategy. I don't want it to get hung up on. We've talked a lot about social media. This is one of many different strategies on just the marketing side, just being top of mind of how you can go about doing these things to be front of mind. And a lot of the stuff that you and I like the most, Tyler, that we dive in the deepest on Gear Academy with our owners is the traditional marketing strategies non-digital because well there's a reason why they're the Mm -hmm. traditional marketing strategies they've been around since before the 1900s began right it's they continue to be successful and I think that there's a lot of gym owners that are out there that are not taking advantage of shit that just works
0: yeah let's talk about this really quick before we got to go right I want to talk about this so there's Instagram has rolled out, uh, what do you call it, subscriptions. So now Instagram is trying to compete with Patreon, which YouTube did it a few years ago as well, where YouTube was trying to push for uh, subscription areas, paid areas. But what you're seeing, guys, is the – What's the the bleeding together of all of these social media platforms? So all these social media platforms bleed in the, they'll do one thing. It's everything that everybody else does. And it devalues the platform as a whole. Now it still is the biggest game in the business, right? You still got to play the social media game, but I'm telling you, as this stuff continues, everything gets fragmented and the actual value of each individual platform for you is lower and lower and lower. That does not mean you have you can stop playing that game, but it does mean that these other methods of marketing, these traditional methods of marketing, are super valuable and, and refreshing. John, nobody likes door-to-door salesmen, but a door-to-door salesman shows up with his hat in his hand who's selling the thing that you need. Fuck, you're sold and you're no sucker to get sold. You hate being sold. You're not super into some spiel. You don't like that shit. I know this. Right. right. But But these traditional things work, door hangers work, direct mailers work, putting signs up outside, having open houses works, having challenges work, having park workouts work, being accessible, uh, being welcoming and having people outside, being present in your community works, going to trade shows works, showing up at fundraisers and charitable events. This shit works. It fucking works constantly. It does. So you, you don't, if you don't want to play the social media game, you don't get to not play the social media game unless you get real fucking good at the other thing. But I don't know that you have the time to do them, but you know what I mean? To just ignore one. I think you need to do them all because the perception is if you're not on social media, you're not active on social media, you don't got to be great at it. But if there's not stuff going on. It just looks like your business doesn't exist, but get out there in the world, do some of this traditional marketing is fucking great. And it's coming back around because I ignore Facebook ads all the time. I get to the point now where I'm a fucking hater. I'll like, I report sponsored ads just because I don't like what they're selling. I'll be like, report (laughs) it's bullying. (laughs) Like I will, by the way, because I know it torches their algorithm too, but fuck them. If it's some (laughs) shit that is so out of my realm and I don't care or I hate them, the brand or I don't like their products or don't like it, I will like, yeah. I will be like, I do not want to see this ad. Like, I will do it because I don't want the shit. And that's so I will actively subvert somebody's ad campaign on one end. I will also very actively ignore hundreds a day that that just go in and out. And people's people's fuck off mechanism when it comes to ads on social media is very tuned in right now. Okay, so you still got to play the game. Ads aren't everything you just got. You can be active organically. That's still the strategy that I recommend everybody get good at because that's Really effective use of your time and money, but get out there and do those other things, man. Because these other platforms, five years from now, it's gonna look. Look at how TikTokified everything got. Facebook's doing Reels, Instagram's doing Reels, and now YouTube's everybody's doing, doing, doing Patreon stuff. YouTube's doing Reels. YouTube allows posts with pictures. Google Business does posts, pictures, videos. Everything is a fucking social media platform now. Everything. I am a, have a guitar app i use for like reading tablature and things like for like guitar music right i just just, that's all i want to use the app for and i go in there and it but it's also a social media platform where people have profiles and post themselves playing this song or that it's a and it's obnoxious to me it makes now the whole app is muddy and confusing and 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 awful but like that i promise that's where everything is going to go to this everything will bleed into one conglomeration of shit that you won't like Because everything will be like Facebook during election season, basically. It's like, oh, this isn't for fun or opportunities. This is a misery machine, right? So get out there, do some stuff. I don't know. There's plenty of opportunities. The traditional marketing thing is what John and I talked about in past episodes too. But look at the, that's a great way to get opportunities. Some of that shit's easy. And you may like, some of it might just be fun and interesting to you just might be. You like you want to have a fucking open house. Let's hustle that out. Let's get some signs. Let's go out into the community. Let's ask, let's network with some other businesses. Let's let's just try. Let's fucking get, get out there and fucking try.
1: If Please. you want to genuinely create a movement and make your community a better place, traditional marketing is where you put your time. Yeah. If you want to live in a goddamn cave, not see anybody, hide, then just go balls to the walls of thinking that your 125 followers on Instagram or Facebook is somehow going to pay the bills. Yeah. But you're in a service industry. So go that that's where it just is. Do what people do that want to be able to make money, interact with humans and be human. And this is where it's, you're never not a business owner. You're a business owner. Every single place that you go. So it's the idea of networking and being out. There's a lot of these strategies that it's, you really can kill two birds with one stone. You can be doing a lot of different things where you can be actively helping your company, but that's only if your mindset is in the producing, creating mindset, because you won't see opportunities. If all you're doing is looking down and your whole life is woe as me, you won't see the ample opportunities that are all sitting right in front of your face Because all you're doing is worried about, I don't want to go out. We can't, I can't afford it. I can't go out. We can't do this, that, or the other. So change the mindset. You gonna see some cool things happen.
0: So limitations exist, but keep your eyes on opportunities. The more you focus on limitations, you're going to miss out on opportunities and you are not going to move on from those limitations. You're just going to find more limitations and that's it. So Um, quit being the person who says how things aren't, you you know, this guys, you present a good idea to someone and someone gives you 20 reasons why it won't work. Fuck that person. That person sucks. Cut that person out of your life. Okay. But the problem is for a lot of people, you are that person in your own life and that sucks. Don't be that guy. Be the guy who goes to the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Joins it. That guy fucking rules. That guy, that gal. Those people are awesome. So get in there. Link's in our description. Follow the Gym Owners Podcast on Facebook. Uh, or No, on Instagram. It's on not Instagram. on Facebook. On Instagram. At the Gym Owners Podcast. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler EFF, I and Stone. And follow John at? J.
1: Banks F. L.
0: John, are you excited about the new uh, – when? when's the Florida documentary from your college football team, the oh, team you God. played on, come out? Does that come out soon?
1: I do not know when it comes out, but it should be good. It looks like they've interviewed quite a few players. I Everyone but you? Shocking. Oh, fuck. But I guarantee <laughs> you. Uh, 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 uh. My job was to be quiet. Yeah, but, uh, but don't they, not you
0: would think they, 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 they would have see. wanted to interview some, like, regular people because it's like <sighs> – You have like Tim Tebow and then you have just like murderous psychopaths and then you should just have a regular voice in there. Who's just like, yeah, it was wild, man. man. (laughs) They're
1: they're looking, they're looking to be top 10. Where's that coming from? That's horrible. Um, No, they're looking to be top 10. You can't be next to Jeffrey Dahmer. You can't be next to his documentary and then also be like, Hey, here's some normal fucking people that played football in college. Like, no, no, no. We have a guy that, Killed a few people. This guy killed his wife. We, I, Dude, I had so many. We
0: got Tim Tebow <laughs> so also.
1: Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim's in the extreme on the other end of the spectrum. It's like, yeah. well, this guy is Jesus reincarnate, and he played football, and he's gorgeous, and he also married yeah. Miss Universe. So there's that guy. And then we have a whole bunch of convicted felons. I saw a statistic yeah. the other day that said uh, half,
0: half. I think it was more than half.
1: Of, of the te- of one of the teams one of the years that i played with have been to have been a prison like, prison been prison, <laughs> been
0: yeah. prison. I, and i think i think the numbers i think it was like like two-thirds had been arrested <laughs> like yeah it's wild it's wild so yeah. let, let, let's go let's get an inside <laughs> scoop here john though real quick before we gotta go we'll give I'm it ready. this is some vip shit because nobody's listening <laughs> this deep um how did Tebow, did Tebow know that? Yes. did Te, we? You and I have never talked to like on this. Did Tebow know that these guys were bad news and how did he manage it? Was he very separate? Also in this, in this conversation, did he like have at least an insulated group of teammates that were like the, like a, a good bunch that kept him buffered from all that stuff? Like, did he have a circle of good dudes or was he just a good dude amidst some crazy shit that had to keep some distance?
1: Tim was just a good dude. Like, he was – you know what I mean? In the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Like, he was a solid dude and and was always legitimately that good all the time. There were some guys that were were kind of dudes that he spent more time with, but he didn't go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tim went to school, and then he went to the stadium to watch film. Like, didn't have girlfriends, didn't do anything. The dude – and there was – there's guys that are that way. You know what I mean? There's reasons yeah. why they're Heisman type players or whatever. It's the dudes that are the real freaks that we played with. That were guys that were like McDonald's everywhere. Every time they ate, it was McDonald's or whatever the team was giving them.
0: Yeah. They'd and they'd party 3am like
1: and then they would come out and still just run like a four, one forty and be a fucking <laughs> yeah. freak. Like it was just like, God damn. Like imagine if they just gave just an ounce bit of, of effort
0: like, yeah, at all. Yeah. What could have
1: been possible? What, Again, it's a little bit that 80% argument, though. Like, what? Yeah. He would have ran a 411 instead of a 412. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Like, he's probably. You know he's like,
0: you're saying I got to stop eating McDonald's and partying <laughs> nonstop and getting all of the trappings of being young and attractive and famous. And it, like like, no. How no, about so- we're good enough and I'm going to enjoy this? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but to answer your question, they didn't even insulate Tim, they would put him further into like dangerous water so like aaron hernandez when he came onto the team they made tim his roommate what so oh because they did they
0: think that he would rein him in
1: right and 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 it helped right aaron didn't kill anybody (laughs) for that (laughs) year you know what i mean like aaron didn't kill anybody i'm talking like but everybody did it right it was like yeah he would come in and do like bible study with meyer and yeah. bible study like you did all sorts of stuff he wasn't allowed to go home this is really horrible um he wouldn't wasn't able to go home like wasn't able to do a number of things like that and wild cuz they knew as soon as he was go home there there would be an issue and it wasn't until his i think it was ah, here's what's awesome so i just told that story out of order yeah so there was someone that ended up dead right when he got to Florida. So the okay. Pouncy boys are in midtown at um and the Pouncy's and those dudes they were all like really close. Like Hernandez that's why they got in trouble. Yeah. So the Pouncy boys were like free Hernandez hats and all sorts of shit like right when he got arrested and they got their agents got like, yeah that didn't that age that. well. No it, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't good. But he right when they got there, um Some dude got in like an altercation with one of the pouncies and snatched a chain like off his chest Mm -hmm. in town. That dude ended up dead in an alleyway before the end of the night. And a bunch of our players all got pulled in. So lawyers, cops, everybody was involved. We had a bunch of guys that all like, and nothing came of it. Like whether charges were dropped or they couldn't find what happened or don't know who did what. Yeah. But I think Tebow became his roommate after that incident and so i think that was definitely part of that piece but
0: that's why yeah
1: no we got i get it like i have lots of stories
0: <laughs> we're gonna have to have a <laughs> we to have our uh our florida gators minute at the end of each <laughs> thing that's funny we see i had it the opposite so i got put up when we would travel with the one other kid that was me with the, with the one other guy who was definitely most likely to cause trouble Oh, and then we were placed immediately in an in adjoining room with coaching staff on either side. That's what it was. <laughs> so awesome. that there was no leaving. There was no nothing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you either put Timbo- put Tebow with them or you put them all in the same place. In some cases, it's just jail. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right, guys.
1: They couldn't get out. There'd be one spot. They all have to stay together.
0: Well, keep your eye out for the uh, Florida Gators documentary. Maybe you'll see John in some B-roll footage.
1: You definitely my simians and beards. Yeah.
0: Advantage. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: All right. Bye.